So this era is enabling the ability to achieve things that we thought are impossible. And protecting lives in construction is, is achievable and possible. Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software Great Tech Group. You're invited to join our conversation to model the future of construction innovation and the digital transformation adventure of this great industry. My guest today is Isaac Paz. He's the CEO and founder of Safeguard AI Group with a deep passion for improving people's well-being and a drive to create a meaningful impact through innovative technical solutions. Isaac is an experienced entrepreneur and trusted strategic advisor with a solid foundation in economics and public health. Welcome to the show, Isaac. Thank you so much, Doug. Uh, so I always like to start with how you got into this industry to begin with. When I got the... Uh... I got to the industry of, of well-being because that uh, that was my career path starting in healthcare, but to construction was uh, was uh, on a bit different uh, different angle. We I met uh, I got introduced to the construction industry when I was working with the Ministry of Health. I was helping them uh, building the Department of Occupational Health in Israel and. Uh, we saw and we've been presented with data of a lot of people uh, getting injured in construction sites, a lot of accidents, and some of them are fatal accidents. And that's how I actually got to to meet my passion with people and people were being in the construction industry where I saw that there is a big road to solve the problem. There is a big problem there in terms of safety, and it's happened to be a global problem, not only not not, not only local in the Israeli market. So that's yeah. how I got there. I mean, the original passion of well-being and the fact that there is a big need in that specific sector. Yeah, that's that's interesting. How has the approach to safety in construction really evolved over the the past decade or so? And that's that's a great, great question because the I think it's a, it's about the, the construction sector understanding the fact that you have the shortage in labor. I mean, they build like this since the pyramid of Egypt. They most of the methods were the same in terms of scaffolding and structures and so on. Mm-hmm. What's happened to be is shortage of labor in terms of the global uh, global economy, which made the construction uh, industry evolve in in and in terms of technology methods and also being able to protect that so purchase purchase uh, resource which is the human, mm-hmm. and that's I think first the mindset that made the shift in terms of safety. After the mindset evolved, now uh, the construction sector is more open to invest in means and technology in order to advance the safety of its workers. Yeah, yeah, interesting. What do you see the the current landscape of you know pulling in AI and there's so much data around a, a job site? How do you pull AI and the data usage into the construction industry, and how's that? 
reshaping this whole space of, of safety. So we, I just had a conversation this morning about this. Uh, uh, I had, uh, I have, I'm part of community of entrepreneurs. So a few years back, uh, one of my, the friends of the community had an AI technology, very, very advanced that analyzed feedback from computer vision. So mm. you have cameras, it can convert any camera to be a safety manager, basically. Yeah. So he launched that program five years back. And he couldn't raise capital. The program failed. Like he couldn't launch. And and what you're asking now is, and I told him, listen, it's also required that the society will have evolution. So the yeah. fact that the AI got to the point where it's evolved, uh, humanity evolved to the AI era now, now they are more receptive in construction sites to put cameras. So before when we got there, say, no, we are, oh no, technology, cameras, no. Now they are more open to advanced technologies, to deal with data, to put servers, to put hardware, to put wires. So, so as a base, as an answer to your question, is that uh, the stars aligned. So now the construction sector is, is ready to to make changes in the way they do things and, and apply more technologies and advanced technologies uh, that are able A, to collect data, B, to pay for processing data in real time, and then also make sure that the teams on site use interfaces, mobile application or web interfaces in order to, to see all that happening with all this data. So yes, yeah. it's, it's happening, it's happening. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I like what you said there too of the, not only does the technology need to be there and obviously need to work properly, that's only one part of the equation. You also have to have the the culture and the, the mindset of, yeah, we're going to use this, we're going to trust it, and we're going to embrace it. With that, how do you then harness the the data sets of things like cameras and, and sensors to to pull in the, the right information, really give the real meaning for people to take concrete action against it and then trust that yeah, so that's, the right thing. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to cameras. We have in our platform, for example, we have, we design it as a platform. So we have our core software application features, but we also have a, a huge computer vision module and so on. So mm -hmm. let's focus for a quick example on cameras because I feel from what I know and what I see that cameras will be a big part of the AI, specifically in construction, okay? So now what's the challenge is, it's noise, okay? So now let's say in perfect world, the construction site have now 200 cameras starting to process data. So let's right. say we overcome uh, uh, the, the mass of the data, like we can process the data and we can store the data and we can do all of that in real time it's a massive challenge, but let's say we succeeded and the internet is working and everybody is happy. The thing is now, the, the poor superintendent in the construction site. Now, when we process all of that, what eventually the service that is going to get, that is not going to decide I'm going to close it because it's making so much noise. So I think the challenge now 
will be after we will overcome all what I said, which is the hardware and wiring, the, the processing, the storing, all that stuff, is eventually what will be the piece of information out of all that noise that will be worthwhile to go through the, all that hassle. And that's, I think, what we see in safety, it's our main challenge is, mm-hmm. okay, I saw somebody without helmet, and he's without helmet also the second after, and the second after, and the second after. And so how do we... Like what the service that we use this data. So as I said, the volume of data going to be something to think about. As, and as we design our products and services for the next five to 10 years and the, the value, what we focusing it on. And, and I think that will be our main question as we go back and assume that the construction company is going to install everything we want them to install in the sites, which I believe they will. They will go with us, but as long as we are not going to make them crazy and and yeah. we're going to still focus on them building the building on time, on time and on budget. Yeah. So how do you go about that balancing act of uh, kind of controlling the floodgates there of getting uh, enough data that it's reliable and you see the full picture, but not so much data that you're just drowning in a, a, a sea of, you know, zeros and ones. <laughs> so, so as, as we speak, we, in our company, we have an AI tiger team that they have two, two main focus. One focus is to implement we as an organization, AI tools. Mm-hmm like chat GPT in programming and all the co-pilots and all those tools, but also to apply uh, advanced AI tools into our product. So so part of the things they are looking at is, is uh, the type of services. So we are looking in more, uh, you would expect that most of the services that you would like to use AI data is for the real time aspect of it. So, I have a situation, I put it in real time. So what our goal is to, to balance is, is some of the services we do in real time and some of the services we use, the services require massive amount of data, we provide more an enterprise pattern. So we tell them what you need in real time is things that it's very rare piece of data. Mm-hmm. So something very rare, that we will take and bring it to you in real time. And things that you require as an organization about the way a safety behavior in the site in general, things that related to a pattern that you as an organization need to make decision and, and things that not going to impact tomorrow or today, that's what we take our time, we process it, we analyze it, we provide a lot of supporting data, a lot of pattern analysis, and we are allowing ourselves to give it in latency because it's, it, and that way you can, they have the value of the system. They have AI that say, okay, listen, I find the needle in the ice tank, beautiful. And I have AI that uh, give me an enterprise grade material mm-hmm. to, oh, okay, oh, I need to change my policy. I need to change the way I do things. This is a more long-term approach of safety. So, so that's, I gave you the gist of the way we look at things. 
Yeah, I, I like breaking it down into the the short and long term. That's how you're gonna create your actual business needs and your strategy and everything. Yeah, your short and long term. So I think pairing AI with that that makes a, a ton of sense. One of the things that always comes up with AI is, uh, you know, not everybody's super comfortable leveraging AI yet. So what what risk do you see that are posed by AI, or maybe uh, myths that the people think is is risky? that really isn't the case. Okay, I'll give you right here the sum of all fears because uh, I tell my programmer, tell me how we use uh, ChatGPT. So they basically, ChatGPT today, they use it for code. Okay, so ChatGPT mm -hmm. can write code. Mm -hmm. ChatGPT can design concepts. You can ask them concepts to give you concept. So. I look at something like Iron Man uh, type of thing, Jarvis, the the bot of Iron Man, uh -huh. AI of Iron Man, where yeah. he basically requests a specific thing and then the AI take it all the way. So he tells, okay, I want now to hack this. I want now to do this. And the AI basically set up the server, uh, put the codes, put that and 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 like ChatGPT today does only one task at a time, but I, I see in five years from now an AI that can do multi-steps. I can, can take it very far and all the way to weapon. So that's as far as what I see in terms of some of our fears, the use of AI or also misinterpretation of AI. I meaning that the AI takes the wrong paradigm and then make an activity based on it, whether it's in medical, whether in robotics, eventually construction will have robotics. So it will utilize robotics or chemistry of materials in a different way. And and I think that's, uh, uh, that's things that as we release more and more to these advanced technologies, we may see uh, issues. So for us as humans, we want things to work for us. So we'll be very tempted to let more advanced AI engines work for us. I, I work a lot with ChatGPT, but I think this temptation needs to be controlled, whether with regulation or ethics, in order not to get it to a point where the AI can actually be an opponent to us. And that's, that's, that can be crazy because it's very fast. It's work fast. This, I mean, I see the ChatGPT, the way it works, it works fast. Hey innovators, do you want to help inspire the next generation of architects, engineers, and builders? Applied Software Great Tech Group does too. In fact, they have launched a scholarship contest and need your help spreading the word. If you know any students or teachers who could benefit from the contest, tell them to visit asti.com slash AEC scholarship for more information. Applied Great Tech is giving away over $1,000 to help students pursue their dreams. And we need your help to make it happen. So what are you waiting for? Let's make a difference together. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a great resource and, and tool to kind of bounce ideas off of and, and brainstorm. So it's uh, what kind of safeguards then can we put in place to keep on the, the the path that we should be on 
I think that uh, it's a lot of work of the giants, uh, Amazon, uh, Microsoft, Google. I think that uh, we saw them in the past five to 10 years uh, taking a lot of uh, leadership role in terms of creating the, democratizing the world in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think in the AI generation, they need now to come through with a lot of responsibility because they're going to be the vehicle of the processing of those engines. And, and they, all, they have the cloud business. I think they need to come through and not to be greedy because it's going to be, they are also in the junction because look at ChatGPT. In one year, it moved from, uh, I think it was $40 million a year to $80 million a month. And it's just going to, it's going to excel even more. And and that's one engine. There's going to be a lot of those engines. So more responsibility of the of the giants because it's beyond governments. It, to, the AI power is in the hands of those guys, not the governments. Right. So they need to be very, very, very mature about this type of power. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Where do you see the the future of AI and data in construction construction safety going? And maybe are there are there any emerging technologies or, or trends that are, are really exciting you around this as well? So, specifically in safety and construction, uh, we we I mean probably it's it's natural that every a construction tech company will say they want to own that that zone. We want to be very dominant in the AI era. We designed uh, our technology as a platform in order to to collect a lot of data. So I think there are going to be two main uh, trajectories. One trajectory is going to be related to cameras, to computer visions, in all aspects of it, whether it's a Helmet-based cameras, IP cameras converted to many other needs, and and drones and so on. So a lot of work with cameras related to safety. And I think the second aspect is is the processing. We're gonna we're gonna see a lot of platform like ours that have the ability to create the right interpretation to the right data and give it the right context in order to provide. To decision maker the piece of information they need whether it's a real time piece of information or more uh, in depth insight information so on one uh, axis i see the means meaning the cameras or computer vision and the other axis is the the processing capabilities the algorithms i think th- this is where we're going to be a lot of power of ai mm-hmm. yeah in really safe interesting yeah Pivoting a, a bit, how do you overcome the the fragmented nature of, of having all these different kind of multiple technologies that are being used on a job site to really create that that end to end solution to have you know kind of the the one source of, of truth that everybody talks about? So in terms of safety, we took ownership. We build end to end platform that covers all aspects. I think it's really important in terms of safety to have this type of solution. If there's going to be an aspect that we didn't think about or, or will come later, we either going to develop or integrate it. So, but it's really, really important in, in safety because safety is impacted by 
humans, by machine, by management, by, by a lot of aspects to have an end-to-end -end, uh, integrating capabilities. And that's, uh, that's where we invested in. And, and I, I think we'll see more and more approaches of end-to-end. -end. Like we'll see an entity that take ownership on the quality control, an entity that take on safety, on budgeting, maybe Proco going to have an integration that's more suitable to this type of, of uh, lineups, or Autodesk and so on. And uh, I want to see construction sites more working in command and control approach rather than document control. I think that's another evolution that construction sector need to go through because the AI can get them there to be more command and control rather than let's document this and document that. It's, it needs to shift. Yeah. How does that shift happen and take place? What do you see as the, the journey and evolution for that? Well, I think uh, they're forced in that direction because they, they have problem with resources, with their uh, productivity. They, they have a lot, a lot of shortage in human resource that will force them to move to more agile, more uh, faster projects, more robotics, more smart materials, different building methods. So they, they are challenged. And I think... Yeah. The force of nature gonna gonna get them to be a bit more uh, techy. Yeah. So going back to how we started it with the you have to have the the technology and the the cultural uh, aspects of it lining up. When do you see the the tech and the the culture and all the stars kind of uh, aligning for that that swift switch to to occur? When we I I mean. I saw not long time ago Suffolk, uh, it's a big construction company. Mm -hmm. They have like your own venture capital and all the tech arm within a construction company. I see more companies shifting in that direction. So I think the stars, the need is massive. So that's pushing the stars into really a big bang. And and, and the short, the need is massive and the AI era is here, so everybody talk AI, speak AI. Uh, and now there are a lot of startups in construction tech. There is hundreds of them. Yeah. Safety and more in construction. And, and I think it's it's going to happen. Obviously, not all those startups are going to survive uh, the next five years. It's going to be, in some cases, red ocean. But uh, there are going to be a few that are going to stay and going to benefit uh, this uh, trillion dollar industry yeah yeah absolutely it'll be interesting i think the the last five years have been this really cool explosion in construction technology and it's there's been so much change and happening we're we're just really at the beginning of this this tech boom in construction uh, so it, it's going to be a, a a wild ride over the the next five years and to see as all these products start to, to really mature and, and really take on a lot of steam. What does that do? You know, what does that look like? How does that change the, the cultural landscape of the, the industry as well, too? Well, I think you will see uh, the organization change in terms of the manpower. You're going to see a construction tech, a, a, a team member in every construction project. You will see construction tech personnel that Mm -hmm. is integrating everything. Currently, it's not there, but they're going to be 
going to see more, more robust IT departments, uh, a lot of chemists going into constructions because of smart materials. It's going to change. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. We see it in their manpower, the way they operate. Uh, mechanical engineer, electrical engineer for robotics. It's, so we, once we see that going, then it's, it's, a, it's, very, uh, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. If uh, the listeners could kind of have one main key takeaway to, to remember about the, the intersection of AI, data, and safety and construction, what do you think they should grab onto? That uh, I think the main thing is more uh, on a spiritual uh, note that things that uh, we always believe or thought or paradigm we thought uh, cannot be achieved, like order in construction or, or uh, being able to manage and control safety in construction. So this era is enabling the ability to achieve things that we thought are impossible. And protecting mm-hmm. lives in construction is, is achievable and possible. Yeah, that's awesome. Where can people, or where do you go to, to really dive deeper into this topic and kind of what, what resources or, or courses would you recommend? Well, uh, we're starting to see in a university, the, the, the top-tier universities, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, and so on, a big, uh, big courses on AI or an advanced technology. Also, so in Columbia University, some also in construction. So I suggest to go there. There is a lot of uh, new data, new material. But also to see industry leaders, people that actually deal with AI, they will have probably more credible. Uh, some of them have already blogs and LinkedIn pages. So it's mm-hmm. just to follow them and a lot of data going to come out of that. Yeah. What do you see as the, the next step in the industrialization of this industry at large? Well, I think that, uh, like the CEO of ChatGPT said, so he said that some answers I don't know to tell you because it's going to do it by itself. So I'm saying <laughs> some of the AI uh, is going to do some of the work and surprises. I think and, and uh, some going to be good surprises. And, uh, and I think that's it. We opened the Pandora box for good and bad. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Yes, drop down for the ride, huh? <laughs> yes, it's definitely, uh, can, it will be very hard for us as humans to predict because it's uh, it's fast. It's uh, It can process way more data than a single human can do or single human vision, even our best entrepreneurs, I think cannot comprehend the processing capabilities of an AI engine. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's going to pose a challenge. For good and bad, I mean, for good and bad. So that's why I'm saying I cannot uh, predict because I think some of those machines will, will have the ability to indicate the creators what is the next step and what is the next step in order to build them better and stronger. And and what I'm telling you now would sound for you sci-fi five years ago. And yeah. now you know that after playing with ChatGPT, that probably it's not science fiction because it's it's incredible engine that 
that humans created the structure for it, but now it started to build its own life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So one of the kind of core tenets of the podcast is really centered around innovation. So kind of in, in that framework, what does innovation, what does that really mean to you? I think innovation is to be curious and not to take reality as is. Hmm. So we need to be curious, not to take reality as is, always to think about how to make things better. And, and then when you wake up in the morning, just go and do it. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm willing to take the risk to do so, but innovation is about not taking things the way they are, to make everything better, to make this world better. Yeah, I like that, of not taking reality as is. And, you know, as you were saying earlier that, you know, here the the era of AI is, is here and we can do things that even five years ago sounded crazy and impossible. It's it's happening now. So uh, I, I like the kind of the, the vision casting of, of innovation. I totally, totally agree with that. Uh, how do people find out more information and connect with you? Well, they can go to our uh, US website it can safeguard, we, we have a website, brandautos.com. It's our US brand. Also, they can go to safeguard.co.il. And uh, I'm happy, I'm open to discuss, to talk anything. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty valuable and I'm, I'm quite friendly. So I'm happy to share. I'm happy to, to discuss anything just to, to make, as I said, this world a better place. That's really my ticket. We leave only one. Yeah, I, I like it. Huh. So final question for you. If I could give you all power and you could snap your fingers and innovate one thing in the construction industry, what would you pick to innovate? I saved my heavy one for, for the end. <laughs> yes. Well, that's it. That's put me on. Uh, because think like it's uh, it's vast. Like where? Like I'm, I'm looking to say, okay, I want to go on safety, for example. But I'm, I'm looking to something that, like, when you do that, it's like a domino. It's, it's, a, it's can take care of it all. Even not the crane. Like I wanted to look at the crane, the autonomous crane. I think it's, a, it's a printing. I would go with, a, with a printing technologies. I like would 3D uh, printing technologies and printing technology. Yes, there are printing technologies, but uh, to have the ability to print buildings in large scale, mm. Mm. and that's uh, I think if to push innovation in certain direction is to have the ability to to put a design and then uh, it's all done autonomically with a lot of. Uh, a 3D printing capability. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some cool stuff that's that's happening there. I, th I think that's even even more kind of in its infancy for sure. Uh, but the, the potential there, you know, back to the, uh, don't think of reality of what it is, but dream big kind of, I think there's a lot of potential in 3D printing for sure. Yes. That we haven't even begun and to scratch the surface. It's, right. it's, it's less manpower. It's, it's more uh, focused. There is a lot to it that can save a lot of human resource in the in the in the building process, and that's uh, 
kind of give us all, give us time, give us budget, give us everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would I would try to to figure out the 3D printing and and uh, and not to build like only small building, but have the ability to to really build all the superstructure yeah. like that. That's that's a challenge. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, well, Isaac, thanks so much for taking the time and, and joining the show today. Thank you so much, Todd. And I'm more than happy to talk whenever you want. Now it's time for my Todd takes from this episode. First take. I love what Isaac said around being curious and not taking reality as is. That is really important in the era of AI that we are in. Technology is moving at such a fast pace. We are able to achieve things that were previously thought to be impossible. Second take. In order for true advancements to be made, the technology needs to be ready for prime time and the culture needs to be an environment that is ready to foster growth and innovation. When both exist, great things can flourish. And final take, when it comes to AI and data management, we need to be responsible with the systems and methods that are being used. Take time to develop your short and long-term strategic visions and plans. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you are interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software Great Tech Group at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. As always, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining the conversation to model the future on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Bridging the Gap is hosted, directed, and produced by Todd Wyant, edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an Applied Software Great Tech Group production. Copyright Applied Software Great Tech Group 2023. Thank you.